Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports. Uh-oh. Frank, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I, I don't know what happened just now. The theme music just decided, like, I don't want to go no more. I've never heard that before. But, hey, we'll just run with it. If you can hear me, I can hear you. Hopefully the people can hear us. Anybody out there listening, if you, you know, let us know if you can hear us. I guess if I don't hear from anybody, that means you can't. But anyway, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports, of course, on that War Room Sports Podcast Network. I want to have your host. I'm Dev McMillan, but I'm at the round table today with another one of my brothers. You might know us from shows such as Quick Slants on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, where we talk nothing but college football. You might also know us from a show like uh, Cover 2 with McMillan and Purdue, where we talk NFL football. I got my homie Fred Purdue in the house. Fred, what's going on? What's going on, man? It's been a bit of a hiatus, but uh, I'm in here for the whole day. I mean, no doubt. a little bit. Oh show. We gonna do this, but let me let me let me give some information out to everybody right now because you know Fred is here. That means we gotta talk NFL Combine, which is going on right now. Um also we're gonna talk about man, all the LeBron James comments and, and the talking heads questioning his leadership. Uh we gotta talk about that. We gotta talk about the record breaking deal that Bryce Harper just signed in Philadelphia. So look, everybody just get your popcorn ready. B Austin will join us in the second hour. Jimmy is uh out of the country right now, uh, you know, saving little children in the Middle East from uh war torn areas. You know, he's doing his, his his thing right now, his philanthropist thing. Um he's saving lives like he always does. But uh keep it locked right here, get your popcorn ready. We're going to talk about everything we can in the world of sports. I know last week the show was kind of hijacked, and you guys were waiting on some some sports talk, and it, got, it went left. It went way left. So we apologize for anybody who did not enjoy that. Um, thank you to the people who did. It wasn't our fault. It was the caller that called in. But uh, as usual, you can join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash Room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about, uh, let's say, five, ten minutes uh, when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, just make sure during the week when we're not live on the air that you go to the podcast network. You can go to warroomsports.com. Check out archive episodes of uh, of our show. Um, like I said, on the website, warroomsports.com, the, the mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google, wherever you do your podcast listening. And make sure you get to that War Room Sports YouTube page as well. And you can listen uh, to Fred and I um, archive episodes, episodes of Quick Slants and Cover 2. So I think that's everything. Got that out of the way. Let's get it started. 
Fred. Let's get into these hot topics, which, you know, will include a lot of talk about this NFL combine that's going on. This is Fred's specialty, man. He's he's chomping at the bit to give you all this information. So real quick, hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. Let's talk real quick about how much money you guys can make betting on sports at my bookie. Uh, the NBA and NHL seasons are, are you know well into their second half post All Star stretches. Um, so if you haven't yet checked out my bookie, this is a great time to do that. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players. Play tickets at mybookie.ag. Tired of getting the runaround when it's time for a payout from whatever services you're already using? That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast. No hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game start. That sounds crazy to me. So you can join now and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. You heard it right. 100%. So just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. Period. NFL Combine. All right, the Combine is 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 off. Well, well, Fred, excuse me, good brother, because I did tell you this prior to us getting on the air. We're going to start, before we go into the NFL Combine, we're going to start with some uh, semi-breaking news. It broke a few hours ago, but it's a very big story uh, in the world of baseball. Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia Phillies agree to a record-breaking deal, 13 years, $330 million for the superstar slugger. Um, you know, he's going to join the Phillies down in Clearwater. <laughs> spring training is already well underway. They've played a few spring training preseason games already. He joins the fray. Fred, like this, this was a cat-and-mouse game throughout. The whole process, you know, me being from Philadelphia, being a Phillies fan, I I wasn't, I don't know, like Bryce Harper for me, like, I think he's a great player, but I was kind of meh on whether or not I would be upset if they didn't end up signing him, especially because I knew he wanted to have the biggest number, (laughs) um, basically in MLB history, as far as the whole worth of his contract. And he got that because uh, Stanton's contract is $325 million. So uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, I know you're not a huge baseball guy, but what are, you, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Man? I'm not a huge baseball guy, but I am a big sports business guy. And when I look yeah. at how these contracts are, one, 13 years, is a long time. You're gonna. That's the rest of his career for the most part. He's already yeah. 26, so by the time this thing's over with, he'll be he'll basically be 40. He might not even. You may not even yeah. see him get all the way through this contract. But 330 million dollars. That's the going rate for a superstar. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is because everybody wants to. You know, if you're signing after other superstars, you want to break the bank. You want to have the highest. Contract, you know, Manny Machado just signed 10 years, $300 million. And we knew throughout the whole process that Bryce Harper and Scott Boris were, you know, they were very interested in just beating that dollar value that, that, that Stanton had. Didn't know how many years it was going to take, but they just wanted to beat that dollar value because, you know, in baseball, 
unless you're writing something different into the contract, everything's guaranteed. So like you said, these baseball contracts, I mean, it started back with the pool host contract. Like they're paying these guys a lot of money over a lot of years. And you know, the end of these contracts are basically going to be disasters. But if you're a fan of these teams, Hey, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, fans in every sport, they get on their teams when they don't go for it. So go for it. Have fun now. <laughs> Think about what he's doing to your salary cap later <laughs> when when he's old and not worth half the money that he's going to be getting. But, you know, I, I'm like I said, I was meh on the whole thing. But if you are a Bryce Harper guy and you're a Philadelphia Phillies fan, it's a day to rejoice. Don't be negative. Don't be chatty patty. Let's not spin the, the let's not be all in the pockets of the organization. Just be happy that you have a, a chance to contend again because it's not just him. You know, with their projected opening day starting lineup, you know, this team could make some noise this season. So we'll we'll see how that go that goes. Um interesting. I, I interesting personally part about watching this. them, Fred. Oh go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> interesting point about this contract and you know, like I said, I not always the biggest baseball fan. I'm I'm a Red Sox fan. And so, you know, for me, I focus on my team, but I don't focus on the league. So, and I focus on certain players I just happen to like. So, I to say, he, he ain't looking, but he got that money. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, when I look at the contract, I see that he wanted, a, he wanted an opt-out clause after three years. He didn't get that clause. Didn't that was it. a sticking no. point that he had to sacrifice. So, I'm wondering – Maybe he t- they tacked on a couple extra years and a few extra dollars because he didn't get that opt-out clause. Smart man, smart man, Scott Boris, he is, for uh, wanting that, that three-year opt-out clause because he's holding – and I see a lot of athletes doing that now where they hold the team's foot to the fire and say, well, I want out after three years, four years, you know, right around. I'm still in my prime yeah, because if, if you don't contend. put the guys around me, I want to win and make money. And that's right. one of the smartest things I've ever seen from a lot of these athletes. Instead of just taking the money uh, like a Robinson Cano and just going into Siberia. Hey, I mean, and we all know that kind of stuff kind of started with LeBron James, who we will talk about yes. um, a little bit later in the show. Baseball players, uh, they're you know, it they're stepping into that. You know, they're just now putting their toes in the water with even thinking about doing anything like that since, you know, they, they are getting these ridiculous contracts that are fully guaranteed these days. But, um, you know, yeah, they, they're, they're thinking about that. And we all kind of know that his first choice was the Dodgers, but the Dodgers weren't ponying up what they were looking for. And I think it was smart on the Phillies then, you know, if you don't want to have this drama, you don't want to have these issues three years into the contract, then, like you said, Fred, you, you just tack on a couple of extra years, and instead of giving you three hundred and twenty-six million just to beat Stanton, we'll throw in an extra five million dollars, so 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 what all of this opt-out talk could go away. <laughs> exactly. Now, what happened to the days of hey, I want to make more than the other guy? I remember the story of uh, Bill Russell saying he wanted he wanted to make one he made one one, one more dollar. <laughs> and I, I'm like, what happened to those days? See, I bet if teams could have that option, we'll give you one dollar more. One dollar. That was that was some that was some a hole stuff. So I'm, I'm a, I want one more dollar. Than you. <laughs> That's a troll. That's a Twitter troll move. <laughs> yeah. 
So for me, you know, it's not, you know, of course the contract is very risky. Um, I've, I've always been a Bryce Harper fan. I didn't really think, like I kind of thought the Phillies were ready to spend this kind of money in a year where the best play, the very best players in the game weren't free agents. So I kind of think the Bryce Harper Machado thing got overblown this whole summer. I mean, this whole uh, off season, but it's like, you know, I'll take it. We have some star power now because the lineup was already shaping up to be, you know, really good. The, the Phillies recently just signed who's widely considered to be the best catcher in baseball. Um, they have some other young guys there. You got Segura at, at, at shortstop. You got Andrew McCutcheon in the fold. So they have a, a very formidable lineup. You get the pitching together, and, and they have a chance for success. Um, but I hope Bryce Harper is happy because the reports and during this whole thing, for it was such a circus. The Phillies are the front runners. They flew out to Vegas to see him. They'll be signing something tomorrow. This was like a month ago. And then tomorrow comes and nothing happens. And then the next week they say the same thing. And they say on President's Day weekend, yeah, the Phillies asked their staff to come work on the holiday because they may have some big news tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, nothing happens. Then the Giants and the Dodgers put their hats back in the ring. And then even as Fred, even as far, far as today, the thing this morning said the Phillies are no longer the favorite to land Bryce Harper. <laughs> and then, like two hours later, the Phillies signed Bryce Harper to the biggest deal in baseball history. So, this has been a circus. I'm, I know the Phillies, Bryce Harper, the fans, and everybody are finally, you know, happy that it's finally out of the way. Now we can go and play some baseball. So shout out to everybody involved in that. Let's get to this NFL combine. Because <laughs> I know you've been chomping at the bit. It's football time. So the combine, which began on Tuesday and will go through uh, Monday, March 4th. Of course, the location is Louisville Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, sorry, so, so what's your take First, let's talk. Let's start Fred, with the whole Kyler Kyler Murray saga because he's been in the news. Um, his his measurables have come out. So, what did you see? I know it's a lot of comparisons to Russell Wilson. So, give me the give me the scoop on Kyler Murray so far at the NFL Combine. Kyler Murray came in at uh, at five ten and an eighth inch. Uh, what we use is in, in the scouting community is. We listed as he came in at at five one five one oh one for those of that didn't follow me again five ten one eighth inch uh two hundred seven pounds uh that was the real thing that i was that was really the only concern I had was his his weight, not his height because quite honestly uh one inch isn't going to make a difference if he if he happened to be five seven maybe five eight then I'm going to wonder a little. But 5'9 to 5'10, there's not that much difference. Quite honestly, that's a myth that your quarterback needs to be 6'2 because guess what? Your offensive linemen are 6'5, 6'6. So you still can't see over them, those guys. You have to find windows. You have to be able to have good spacing between your offensive linemen. Their splits have to be good. So you, that's all. That's a scheme thing. That has nothing to do with just your genetics. So right. just glad to, to see he's 207 now. 
Every 207 is a little bit different. Can he have the same explosiveness? That's a whole different story. We'll see. But he's not working out at the combine, so we won't get to see that until his pro day, and we'll get to get those results then. Uh, as far as his, uh, as far as his hand size, uh, hand size is huge for a quarterback because you got to be able to hold on to the football. He had a nine and a half inch hand. Uh, that was a little bit, bit, a little bit smaller than Russell Wilson. So the comparisons are there. Um, and th- over a five year average, his his hand is actually bigger than the five year average, which is nine and three quarter, uh, three eighths uh, quarter inches. So that's going to be one of the things that you want to. You want to see because ball security is huge. Uh, when you look at guys in the NFL who cannot hold on to the ball, look at their hand size. Go back and look at those numbers. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, because we all, we all followed the story. Um, we followed his decision of whether he was going to go full-fledged football, full-fledged baseball, mm-hmm. or even try, try, try to teeter between the two to see what he thought was going to be, you know, more of a – uh, more of a successful route. He chose football. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from there. Let's flip back and forth a little bit as we go down some of your highlights. Let's go to the defensive side. Um, give me give me uh, a prospect defensively that's stood out so far to you, at least the measurable. Defensive, measurable-wise, defensive players are going to – defensive line is huge huge on the defensive line. You have guys like Nick Bosa. Uh, some of the, Nick Bosa, if the name doesn't sound familiar to you, uh, he is the uh, brother of Joey Bosa. A lot of the defensive players haven't been weighed or measured yet on the defensive line. So we're still waiting on that because a lot of guys are still arriving, getting medical, all of that. That's, it's a, it's a three-day process before you ever get to tomorrow when the workouts start. So we're still waiting on those those measurables. Um, looking at, for me, when I look at the defensive tackles, when I look at the, the, the DBs, DBs are going to be huge. Uh, looking at Greedy Williams from uh, LSU coming in at 6'1", long arms. You want to see those guys have that arm length to, pray, to play press man. Uh, you're seeing more and more zone now, but he's probably the most complete guy you've seen all year. Um, and it's a strong secondary class. Cool. I got I got two questions for you. Um, let let's 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 rewind because somebody that's in the, shout out to Neil who's in the ch- in the chat room now. She asked me um, a question on social media last week, and I just wanted to you know I, I want to get her a verbal answer. I gave her a written answer, but let's let's hear from Fred since you just mentioned press. Her question was, she had heard the term bump and run. You know, I guess she was reading something or listening to something about defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Fred, could you briefly explain to, to Neil what run coverage is? Bump and run coverage is exactly what it says. You get your hands on the guy in front of you, reroute him, uh, stop, his, stop his progress, stop the, the timing of the offensive route. Uh, if you're not many guys can do it, think about think Richard Sherman, think Xavier Rhodes, think Rod Woodson. Uh, if you're a little bit older, think about Mel Blunt, one of my favorites. He's the guy that kind of started that whole thing. Uh, but those guys, the bigger, longer corners who who can just get their hands on guys and just rough them up a little bit. But they also have the ability to kind of flip their hips and get and just run with the receiver and stay in their hip pocket. 
right, so so Neil, I, I doubled you up on the answer. <laughs> um, I think Fred and I pretty much said uh, some of the same things, but um, you know, I, I wanted to get an answer from from my my partner in football as well. Um, second question, Scott One is in the chat room. He's a Raiders fan. He's asking, why the hell is Raiders looking at receivers versus actively trying to sign Antonio Brown? I don't necessarily you like think Antonio? That, you know, they might be. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're probably just not going to tell you. <laughs> but go ahead, Fred. You got any thoughts? Uh, wide receiver is going to be an interesting class because you have some – you have a – it's not a great class across the board. You have some guys that will – you can get the DK Metcalf from uh, Ole Miss. He's the big he's the big fish in all of this because you don't really know what you're getting. He, I mean, the pictures that have circulated on the internet over the last month or so, he looks like a Greek god. I mean, he's about six <laughs> three, uh, two hundred and twenty eight pounds is what he came in at uh, at, at the weigh in. But if you if you don't know what, what he looks like, just just quick Google search. And when you see him, he's almost too big to be a receiver. Uh, he's thought to run in maybe the 4-3-8 range, anywhere between 4-3-8, 4-4-4, which is blazing still for a guy that big. Uh, he takes plays off. I'm not the biggest fan of him, uh, but he's one of those. He's what the NFL loves, the big, strong Calvin Johnson-like receivers, where they're just – I won't even say Calvin Johnson for him. There's another guy I like him more to that comparison – Big Des Bryant, uh, in that sense, uh, he's a go up and get it guy. He has decent routes, but I'm not a. I'm not, he's not a technician. His teammate AJ Brown is actually the technician in all of this. He came in at six foot, even, uh, 226 pounds, and he's a slot guy. Think Jarvis Landry, uh, but a bigger body, a little bit faster. That's what you want in a in the slot type receivers. Um, for me, Antonio Brown would be a good fit with the Raiders. I mean, from I don't think Derek Carr will get the best use of him because he doesn't go down the field much, but right. he can work between the numbers, and he's explosive after the catch. Clearly, the problems that he had with the Steelers were not him, really. I think he had a little bit of a, a hand in that. I think a, a, disorgan, a dysfunctional organization kind of has a little bit of everybody, but I think Ben and, the, and Tomlin and um, and, Ke- and Kevin Colbert, their GM, those guys were the ones that were really had a big hand in all of this. You can't give your quarterback that kind of authority and just not hold anyone accountable. Right, right. And, see, no, and you're it, seeing it was, all the it, issues that are coming with that. It was definitely them because, I, you know, of course you're going to give your franchise quarterback a different set of rules, different treatment. But it has to – you have to draw a line somewhere – where you're, you know, when the GM is publicly coming out saying, yeah, it's okay for the quarterback to throw guys under the bus on his radio show. Like, come on, we can't be admitting that. No, you can't. And, you know, we've heard rumors that Tomlin has lost his locker room a long time ago, and it had a lot to do with the favoritism uh, giving to an aging Ben Roethlisberger. Like, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have the cleanest uh, (laughs) off-the-field resume out there. So, it is kind of difficult. Like most of the times your quarterback does get some, some preferential treatment. And I'm not saying that it's strange that Ben does, but Ben has gotten himself into enough to feel trouble to where maybe his different set of rules 
shouldn't be that far off from some of the guys because he wants to play like he's the responsible one because he's the quarterback. But, dude, come on. Come on. We know what you've gotten away with, allegedly. Um, Speaking so of yeah, Antonio um, Brown, he actually has a, okay. he has some family members in this whole, in this whole draft thing. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown from Oklahoma. Uh, that's his cousin, I think it is. And he's a, he's going to be – I think he's going to be a burner at this, in this whole thing. Uh, he's not the biggest of guys. He came in at 5'9", uh, and three quarter, three eighths inches. Uh, he actually ended up being only 166 pounds, but you don't want him. He's more of the deep speed kind of guy, although I don't see him as a first-round pick, and I'd be more uh, along the lines of waiting and going after a guy with more value, getting a value guy like a, a Miko Hardman from Georgia, who's very similar in stature, same skill set. We're learning that these speed guys, you can get them later, Instead of going after a John Ross and shopping him two years later, you can go later, go a little bit later in the draft. Just saying. <laughs> All right, so and we know how the Ravens love speed. Let's do a few more before we uh, go to the phone lines. Um, let, where are we? Let's go back to the defense. Uh, who else you got over there? And just and just to preface this, uh, the defensive side, a lot of the numbers haven't come out yet, but. Right. As far as players are concerned, uh, prospects, defense, the, the defensive line, uh, Rashawn Gary, uh, Michigan defensive lineman, not high on him because, for me, when the production is not there for a guy who came in very highly touted, touted out of high school, uh, number one player in the country, went to Michigan, didn't put up the numbers that he was supposed to, and it wasn't a Jadavian Clowney type of situation where you're getting double and triple teams. He plays up and down the line, but doesn't necessarily produce the pressure because sacks don't mean you're a great defensive lineman, but being able to generate pressure and maybe get another guy, essentially like an assist in basketball, where you're generating the pressure. You may not get the sack, but you might swat the ball down. You may get another guy a sack because you're taking on double teams, even triple teams. Uh, The the elite lineman can do that. Uh, I also look at Ed Oliver, who was all I've really been a fan of throughout his couple years in college, but he's too undersized. I think this his him being 280, he'll probably go in the 280, 285 range. The con, the connection to Aaron Donald, I don't see Aaron Donald had great hands. I don't think Ed Oliver has the hands, but I think he has the motor. But when you're small like that, will you be able to stay on the field all three downs? Uh, defensively, linebacker is a pretty weak class uh, as far as from top to bottom. Uh, th- you have two guys, Devin White, uh, the linebacker at LSU, who is a – think think Roquan Smith from Georgia last year who got drafted by the Bears, think, but a little bit smaller. He actually hasn't been playing football long, but he's very instinctive against the run. He needs to work on uh, his pass coverage. But whenever he's he's around the football, he makes plays. Mac Wilson, Alabama, is a guy that's going to run well. Has really good ball skills when I watched him on film. Uh, he had six interceptions over his career at Alabama. And we know how, you know how linebackers, when you have good ball skills like that, you are always mm-hmm. around the football. You're able to – I look back at guys who had good ball skills like Brian Erlacher who – who always could just stick a paw up and just find a way to get a pass. Granted, he's 6'4", but still 
he's always instinctively around the football, and that's one of the biggest things. And my last guy, John Abram, uh, safety at um, Mississippi State. He's uh, he's a little bit undersized at safety, but he will take your head off, and he's instinctive around the football. He's going to be a guy that can you may see around if he tests well and he weighs in well, you could see him going maybe second, early second. Uh, maybe even late second. He won't get out of the second round. All right. So I, I got one more question for you before we wrap this combine talk. Um, and it's from the War Room Sports Game Time on the GroupMe app. Um, and the question is from Tobias. He says, Fred, what was Bob Kraft's 40 time when the Popo showed up? <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm. Five, two, six. Oh. Five, two, six. <laughs> he was trying to get out of there quickly. He was trying to get out of there quickly, man. Yeah, to the waiting Bentley. All right. So, um, any anything else? Or you know, so I told you, you give me the word when it's when it's time to wrap, and then we can move on, get to the phone lines. Um, and and for everybody out there who wants to hear more in depth coverage of the uh, combine, uh, Fred and I will be doing uh, an episode an extra episode of quick slants um for this man actually combine combine could be that could be quick slants or cover two uh we'll figure it out we'll let you guys know which which oh might have most likely to do it exactly we might have to just do like a crossover show um and and do it that way um also we're going to take this segment and and we're going to uh make that an episode as well so you know don't worry if you need more combine from from now till Monday, uh, you're gonna get it um, because especially when the the workouts start, we're gonna get that information to you as well. So uh, this uh, has been the quick slants cover two segment. You got something else? <laughs> uh, quarter. Everybody loves quarterbacks, so I guess we can end it on quarterback. Okay. Uh, okay. Of, course of course, we know how everyone felt about Kyler Murray. He's the anomaly in all of this because we never really. He's gotten comparisons to Russell Wilson, Michael Vick. I mean, I've seen every from every spectrum of sm- from smaller guys. I mean, athletic guys. I, I really black guys that with, can run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go there, but I mean, it is, it is. Um, because the thing is, he's such a good passer, and I don't want him put in this box that he's a run first guy. I mean, I'm not Stephen A. Smith, so I'm not going to call. I'm sorry, I'm not throwing. Let me stop throwing shots. Um, anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Kyler Murray is a very good passer, and he can, he uses his legs like Russell Wilson to get out of bad situations. But he has a he has a very quick release, and he's one of those he's a short shorter guy, but he has a very powerful arm. And let's not confuse arm strength with how far you can throw it. It's more of how that how hard you can throw it, getting it to a spot. Right. And he's he can play within the in, within the structure of an offense. I. I quite honestly kind of hope this situation happens. If the Seahawks are smart, Seahawks, uh, Seattle, if you really want to, you know, you can pay your boy if you, when it comes time and you do this. But um, Seattle, go package Russell Wilson. Go get Odell. Go get uh, – go ahead and go mm-hmm. say New York. New York. We'll take Kyler Murray. I heard rumors. I heard him. rumors that uh, Russell wanted him. to end up in New York anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Go draft. Let's see. Seattle should say you got to go draft Kyler Murray, 
package him with Odell Beckham Jr., who you don't necessarily want. So we'll and we'll trade you back. Russell Wilson, no, we'll throw a third, like a fourth round pick in there just to make things even. And then you have you have a comparable quarterback. You have a guy for him to throw to, and you also have other pieces there for him to go with. Russell Wilson has Saquon Barkley, a team, a bit of a team around him on defense, and that team can continue to build. They can build. He can build his brand there with Sierra, and Seattle has their quarterback of the future, and they don't have to change the offense around him. That would be great. Uh, Away from him, away from Kyler, who could be – he could end up being a first-round, first-overall pick because we know how um, Cliff Kingsbury and the, the Cardinals feel about him. But Dwayne Haskins, he's your classic – he's your throwback, actually. He's the, the tall statue guy. I don't – I never understood where the whole running thing came from. He doesn't move around really all that well. He came in – It came uh, from Stephen A. Yeah. Somebody's photo. <laughs> <laughs> he came in at six three and three eighths, two hundred thirty one pounds. Uh, he had a uh, nine. His hand came in at nine point six two inches, and that's pretty decent. That's a pretty big hand. He won't drop the football too much. The only problem I have with him, as far as his style of play, which is the the classical drop back passer. Uh, the only thing I have an issue with is he, if you blitz him, you put pressure in his face. He tends to fold, and if you don't understand what I mean by that, if you can get go go search this thing on maybe YouTube or wherever you can find some film of it. The Penn State game in the first half of this past season and the Purdue game in which they lost, both teams just dialed up the pressure constantly, and when he had pressure in his face, he seemed to really not he, – he really didn't handle it well, and I want to see him – because he's a really good quarterback. He he has a good arm. He's decent. He has decent accuracy. Uh, I want to see him succeed, but those are some of the things he's going to have to work on. And we know how quarterbacks are when they get jumpy in the pocket. It's over with because they're just looking at they're looking at the rush. Um, a, a name that most old school fans will know, uh, Brett Rippin, uh, nephew of Mark Rippin, uh, longtime Washington quarterback. He he's probably my prospect crush. I every now and then I have a prospect crush. He has a big arm. Uh, he went to Boise State. He can spread the ball around. He probably needs to sit for a year and develop. But he has a chance. You could put him potentially on that same Washington team that his, that, that his people's was on, man, and, and continue the legacy. He's a guy that he can really he can distribute the football, and that's what you want. You just, you don't have to have this as what they say, clutch gene all the time. If you give a good a good player good weapons around him, you can you've seen it over and over and over that this can happen. And last but not least, Ryan Finley and Derek or I'm sorry, uh, Drew Locke at Missouri and NC State respectively. Those guys, Finley's more of the, the point guard type. He's not he doesn't have a big arm, but he's more of the dink and dunk guy. He can get you down the field, ten plays. Uh, he, he's gonna always make the right decision. It's, it's not touchdown or check down. He's just gonna. He's the smartest guy in your quarterback room. He's gonna be that guy. And Drew Locke is. And, and I'm not ready to to really give him this title, but from what I see on film, he could. He, his ceiling is Pat Mahomes light, but his floor is Nick Foles, and that's not a terrible thing to be. No, 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 not at all. Um, since you brought that name up, shout out to Nick Foles. Eagles are not going to take him, so our hero, 
is definitely going to go out and on the on the market and see if he can uh, get another Jaguar? big contract. <laughs> the the hero and shout out to the Rippin family. You brought up his nephew. Uh, that family must breed quarterbacks because Angela Rippin, daughter of Mark Rippin, um, she was a quarterback in the. Uh, uh, was it the lingerie league? I know now she's in like the Legends Football League, whatever that is. I think um, that is what it was called. I've only seen maybe a game or two. It wasn't really my cup of tea. Okay, yeah, because everybody didn't look good in lingerie. So, <laughs> no. <worries. laughs> All right. So again, that is your quick slants slash cover two segment. Um, you can you can check us out on the YouTube page. The World of Sports YouTube page. Uh, just check out archive episodes, quick slants for all your college football needs, and cover two with McMillan and Purdue for all your NFL football needs. All right, let's go to the phone lines real quick. We got some people waiting. Um, we got Tobias on the line, all the way from Arizona, after his Bob Craft question. Tobias, what's going on, good brother? Hey, what's going on, Dev? What's going on, Triple O G Light Skin? What's going on, good brother? <laughs> what up? What up? Hey, I'm glad the wife gave you the hall pass. Let you join the show today, man. How's Mary like treating you, Fred? Man, it's good, man. Everything's good, man. Well, I ain't going to do it. That. I'm trying to you stack it. regardless. That man in trouble? Yeah, because she be listening. Uh, she probably yeah, listening yeah, to you yeah. right now. You don't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know if you heard any of the show after you called in last week, but you helped set us up, man. Somebody called in after you and hijacked the show for a good hour, citing things that you were saying about the man and all of that. And he was he, he was an African brother, but he was defending, you know, the, the the white man and telling us how much we should be thankful for. You know them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yo, 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 go, damn. Back, go back to the archives of last week's show when you get a chance. And just, I would, hey, I would listen, but I'll tell you why. Hey, Mr. Africana, if you're listening, yes, because the white man in this country gives you all the perks that we should be getting. You know, the interest to uh, admit it to these colleges, these loans, right, these business stuff. Of course, Don't the white start, man treats man. you good, but let's go. I see that number all right. online, man. <laughs> Hey, I get hey, in, and man. by the way, hey, and I said it's far get on. Hey, and don't worry, I'm not gonna try to scam some woman online for money. But anyway, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> you but, 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 but here's the thing like, a couple of things about the combine. I think Kyler Murray uh, ordered him some step-ups from that commercial on TV and downed a whole thing of creatine and drank a couple of gallons of water. Because um, here's the thing. I'm not talking about the height. He might be 5'10", for real. But here's the issue. The height wasn't the issue, never been the issue. It's the fact this guy is small. Russell Wilson is actually a big guy. You know, he's short. And uh, that's the issue. Is that he's he's a smaller guy. He's he's a thin guy, he's a smaller guy. Russell Wilson's a thicker I'm guy, he's a bigger leery. guy. I'm always leery of thin quarterbacks. I'm saying Robert Griffin Look at Bridgewater. Robert Griffin third, a thin quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I'm always leery of Bridgewater. like quarterbacks, you kind of gotta be a big bone dude to withstand that position in the NFL. Like you can kinda of yeah. some of the people that were weren't gonna be people thought they were gonna be. 
But yeah. Here's the thing people miss. And like I know a lot of NFL people in the media don't watch college football. Kyler Murray played behind the best offensive line of football. He rarely got touched. Uh, and it's a different animal in the NFL when you get touched. How was that? And playing in a conference that has no that plays no defense. Bingo. And so he's not getting hit and touched and roughed up like that. And so that's an adjustment also that people I think of. Because I heard some I gotta give you know, Cowherd was saying this, I gotta give him credit on this. Sometimes I hate to. But he's talking about the <laughs> Patriots. It like he was saying like it's like agreeing with Whitlock. I hate it. But right. like they were talking about like if the Cardinals still draft Kyler Murray number one, the Patriots would jump on that in a heartbeat with, with Josh Rosen. <laughs> you know? Of and course, I think it would be a smart move for him. Yeah. Cause, cause they got late, like late first round pick, a bunch of picks. They could trade that, let him sit behind Brady. Cause I think he's a good player. He's just one of those guys that's on a terrible team. And as Chris Carter say, he'll get the football beat out of you. So I think I think Rosa <laughs> wants out himself. Uh, Rosa probably like, please to pick this dude. Shout out to David Carr. He's always my example yeah. of somebody who got the football beat out of. Him. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Tobias, you're right, man. Because I even look at how when Oklahoma played your Alabama Crimson Tide, that I mean, that first half was brutal, and you could tell he was like, "I don't, I don't want no smoke, no moss, I'm done." But and in the second half, you guys laid off a little bit, and he put up numbers, but you could tell, you know, he didn't want anymore. You could tell. Yeah, because Terrell Lewis is coming off, and I remember the play with Quentin Williams. Well, one arm ragdolled him. And I think that's yeah, the I do. thing that – I remember he, that. And, and, see, it's the size. If he had 15, 20 more pounds, he could shrug that off like a Russell Wilson can. Because Russell may be 5'11", but, he had, but he's a bigger guy. He could, he could uh, get away from people. They grab him. And I think that the car – see, what people don't realize, when you, if you pick the Wayne Haskins, it doesn't work out. Ah, all right, it happens. The guy looked good. He he did good. Whatever. But when you pick five ten, a buck eighty five after that creatine wears off, and he doesn't work <laughs> because there's a lot of small guys like Johnny Manziel that didn't work out. Uh, Bridgewater who who hurt his knee throwing a drop back. Robert Griffin, those guys didn't work out. But they, nobody ever brings them up. They want to bring up Drew Brees after he went to the Saints and got the right coach uh, or Russell Wilson. Who, who got a chance to be groomed while the great running game and the great defense where he didn't have to be Aaron Rodgers day one. Exactly. Nobody wants to talk exactly. about that. And, and look what Baker Mayfield. No expectations. But, hey, a white guy could say he had to work. They didn't like his coach. He'd get away with it. James say he could do by his <laughs> own coach. They hate him. I had to throw that in there. Boy, it's good to be white. But I got to touch on basketball <laughs> for a second, guys. I got to touch on basketball for a second. Uh, I know Fred loves LeBron, but it was, But the crazy part is with this whole thing, LeBron looking real Oliver Miller-esque right about now. Uh, out there in that court, looking a little tuck, and he leave that wine alone. And uh, But the problem with the – like LeBron and these guys don't get it. Adam Silver is giving them so much rope. There's no less back-to-backs. Longer all-star breaks. But yet, you want to make rap albums with two chains who's fifty some years old, act like he's twenty, uh, still dress like he's twenty. Uh, the night, well, the midnight of the game, you got to get the Warriors. Like, 
LeBron's fourth job right now. <laughs> yeah. And so and so he sat out that Warriors game to our load management and that was he making a rap album the night before. And the NBA like, Well, we gave you all this all time and on a Saturday night you say you can't go, but you make a rap album. And I think that's a problem because you're telling the public the regular season ain't important by not playing these games, and you wonder why people ain't watching these games. And that's just yeah, a problem it, they got to fix. It was easier to tell the public that when you were in, in, a, on, you know, in, in the Eastern Conference. Like, the, the regular season could be all you have this season with the Lakers, so you better have guys out there if you want any shot of this making playoffs. So, you know, yeah. but uh, you know, Jimmy told you a long time ago, man, basketball this year, like LeBron's fourth job, LeBron, he, 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 he on his way to be that billionaire, man. He ain't got time for no basketball. Yeah. You know <laughs> what it is? The, the best way, I, the best equate, like, equate, like whatever I could use for the, the scripts, I could use LeBron going to like, it's like you finally getting that chick you thought was hot when you were 20 years old with that banging body. But now you finally got to but you got three kids by three dudes and gained 45 pounds and got a bunch of straight marks. Let's make it 50. A bunch of straight marks and three baby daddy. But you got the girl, though. But did LeBron tell us that he told us that he doesn't care anymore? A couple, few, like, what, a month ago, he was like, hey, you know, if I don't win another title, I'm okay with it. I mean, would Kobe say that? Would yeah. Jordan say that? Would, I mean, come on. At least oh they get the help. But 20, 20 years from now, we look at that and we're going to be like, well, he got more money than Kobe. Got more money than Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 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 Right it. Yes, he was satisfied. But you know what the ironic part of all this is? The young guys take all the blame, but they've been playing good ball for most of the season. And, uh, yeah. And, and that's the crazy part about it. And they're like, okay, like my, my lady, she's a Lakers fan, right? She's not even a big Anthony Davis guy. She's like, well, if he's that great, how come he couldn't get his team in the playoffs? Like, I don't want to hear about the West. Because what LeBron doesn't get, the Lakers fans are like SEC football fans, like Alabama fans yes, and Georgia are. fans stuff. Win championships or it doesn't mean nothing. We don't care yeah. about your stats. And, like, Anthony Davis is going to learn that if he goes there. Because I always say this, I don't care if you're in the West. If you're a top five guy, damn it, you get me the AC. Kevin Garnett, he gets disrespected all the time. He's been a dirt. I don't care what nobody says. He got those sorry T-Wolves team to the seventh and eighth seed. They may have gotten bounced, but damn it, he got them in. So you mean to tell me if you top five with all these great numbers you put up, you can't get this team to AC? I did last year, but – he, he's tired of that kind of hole. So uh, <laughs> he's trying to be out of there. And that whole situation is crazy because the league is at this point forcing the Pelicans to play Anthony Davis. And it looks silly because they have him out here on like a 21 uh, minutes restriction and he doesn't play in the fourth quarter no matter what's happening in the game. Um, so, you know, so every team that goes in there, they're just like, man, we just it's close. Protecting an investment <laughs> to the fourth quarter, you can pretty much beat this team. Uh, it, it's uh, weird, man. You know what? And I know you guys got to run, but someone tell mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp, you don't put the goat mask on for barely beating the Pelicans when they play Anthony Davis <laughs> half the game and LeBron hit it one-legged three-pointer. Dude, <laughs> and, and, 
And you know, I I actually want the Sacramento Kings to make it because I know everyone, like we talked about in the group chat, Luca Mania and all that. The era Fox, I know he may have been pissed that he wouldn't go ahead of Lonzo Ball last year, but I bet somewhere he's like, thank God I went to the Kings because he got a chance to grow his game, and this kid is going to yeah. be a star. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and so, and, that, and that's why I think LeBron going to the Lakers, that's why I think I was glad he didn't go to Philly because young guys don't have a time to grow. It's championship or bust right now, and young guys still trying to grow their games, grow as men and mature. And I think that's what Magic didn't understand, when they, especially when they tried to bring Weed Beasley in, Lance Stevenson in, thinking Rondo's back in 2010 in, and trading their best center in Sue Box. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you know, guys, but, you know how many people called me an idiot because I, you know, was was loud and vocal about not wanting LeBron to come to Philly? Because, you know, LeBron is LeBron. It, it didn't have anything to do with his stature in the game. But on the other hand, it really did because his stature is different. Like your schedule, it's different when LeBron comes to your team. And we have a lot of young guys. And I was like, you know, if if LeBron comes and, and you know, we have a, a period where things don't go right, like I'm not sure if they're fragile. You know, they might be fragile in the in the head. They might not be able to take that kind of stuff. Because when you play with hey, LeBron, if you go it's all your fault. He gets none of the blame. And if you are successful, he's going to get all the credit. So you got to be, you got to have certain people. You got to be a certain type of person to be fixed enough to be able to player. deal with that. And you see what's happening oh, with his team now. I think a lot of those players, yeah. you know, now that they're on the LeBron schedule, now that they all found out, found out that, you know, they tried to get everybody out of there so LeBron could get one of his homies on the team, you know, I, got to the heads of a lot of them. You know, there's a lot of other people out here like, well, they're professionals. They should be able to live with it. Yeah, that's true. All, but after it doesn't happen, you still have to play with dude. You know what I'm saying? No one like, in the back of your head like, yo, dude, don't even think I'm worthy. He don't think I'm good enough. Uh, he tried to get me I definitely did so, not for it's, three, it's four, a crazy four dynamic. years, man. It, it, knowing what know we know now, did. man, seeing him in Miami, I'm still wondering how those guys even coexisted. Because yeah. think about Chris Bosh who went from being a – he had his own team to yeah. he became a, a glorified shooter. I well, you mean, know how the you know how the top two coexisted, Fred. You know how they coexisted yeah, of course. just they because were, they were yeah, best. Yeah, they're besties. You already know. So, they, Dwayne Wade fine. was willing to dumb it down a little bit, give LeBron control of the ball, and do what he had to do. I mean, Chris Bosh didn't even have much of a chance. Like, Dwayne Wade was – he was a, a big enough star, especially in Miami – where he had to make that decision. It was his team regardless. It's, right. It's his nobody team regardless was telling Dwayne, like Pat Riley, Spo. nobody was telling Wade, yo, you got to, you know, back it down for LeBron. Like, that was Wade's doing. He and LeBron talked, and Wade's like, all right, you the man in your prom. Let me step back, and, you know, maybe this is better for us. So that was big on his part, because Dwayne Wade, even though his, you know, his legacy is what it is, he kept doing thing like the first year that they were, you know, playing together. You know, the way Wade like I said, he, he didn't really have much to lose, but still, you could have built a little bit more on top of that legacy. Um instead of putting yourself down and making everybody think that you were just a co star. We know how good Dwayne Wade was. And shout out to him. Uh, I know everybody saw Great the shot. highlights from last night 
game. Not even a good shot, man. Good performance. You know, 25 points. I just need him to get rid of those Not even that his age, but with that his goal. mileage and the fact that this is his last season and he's coming off the bench to do it. You know, and then and then add on top of that the shot that beat the champs at the buzzer. Like, shout out to him. I was telling people earlier today, like, a lot of people, a lot of fans spend a lot of time um, with athletes kicking sides, you know, trying to tear people down because you like somebody else better. And a lot of these guys, man, you you start to get a little sad. You start to miss them enjoy when they're gone. Like, I know a lot of Kobe haters. Yeah. They might not admit it, but they, they, you know, they're a little sad that, that Kobe's not in the league anymore. All the LeBron haters, he leaves. You know, they're going to be mad that LeBron's not in the league anymore. I like to see dudes like Wade. Um, I don't know if Dirk even has it in him besides what he did at the All-Star game. But I like to see these dudes turn back the clock when you know, you know they're kind of washed and, and, and digging, if you will, give you that kind of performance. It was good to see Flash um, get that last night, even though the speed he did it with was nothing near Flash. <laughs> <laughs> it was more crappy. Hey. It wasn't Flash. It don't remind me of. It remind me. I don't know if you watched this, the Into the Spider Verse of your son, but it's like like the fat Peter Parker who came in instead of OG Peter Parker. You know, I, um, I didn't see. But, it. He saw it. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, but hey, but you guys have a good one though, fellas, and y'all take it easy, man. Right, Congrats again, Fred, on your marriage, man. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. No doubt. That's uh, Tobias. Everybody calling in from Arizona. Uh, real quick, before we go back to the phone. Just a quick stat of the week, and it's uh, related to the whole Bryce Harper of the, you know, going to the Phillies for all of that money. Um, if you just join us and you haven't been watching sports news, Bryce Harper signed a 13-year, $330 million deal with my Philadelphia Phillies. This is the stat, though, Fred. This is the crazy thing. <laughs> the annual median household income in the city of Philadelphia is $41,500, right? Now, if you take Bryce Harper's career averages and, you know, you just think that it's going to be at the same rate at least for a little while, um, every time he steps to the plate, this is not per game, this is not per day, per month, per, per whatever. Every time he has a plate appearance, every time he steps to the plate, He's going to make $44,929. And that's if, you know, this if he stays at these current rates throughout the next 13 years, which we won't, but every time he steps to the plate, almost $45,000, which is more than the annual median household income in the city that he now plays for. How crazy is that, man? That's How crazy. ridiculous that's crazy. the money in that's crazy. Becoming. That's this dude crazy. is making more than households. <laughs> Every time he steps That's up crazy. That. That's you know the athlete salaries are completely out of control. But for the month, if you really think about it, they're still they're pennies compared to what the teams in the leagues make. To what they bring advertising in. dollars. Yeah. So it's it's like in a in the grand scheme of things, you say that's a lot of money, but. Not really when you actually really take a deep dive. You know why, though? You know why we say that kind of stuff? Because we're comparing to important things in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got 
Bryce Harper getting $330 million. And then you have teachers, some of the greatest teachers out there over their lifetime <laughs> getting in the hundreds of thousands. And I'm talking about over their lifetime. We're not even talking about per year. So yeah, yeah. I think that's the type of stuff. We look at stuff that's more important. Oh, what's the fireman making? What's the police officer making? But in a business where a multi-billion dollar business, when you're this big of a star, sometimes these guys, like you said, they get these crazy contracts and they're not getting their worth. Somebody even said it in the, in the War Room Sports Chat earlier. They're like, can you imagine if LeBron played in a league that didn't have a salary cap and what he would negotiate as his worth? And whatever he negotiated, even in a salary capless league, probably still wouldn't be worth what he brings to a team, what he brings to the city. Like Cleveland had Cleveland on his back, literally. <laughs> like Cleveland's <laughs> You can't like, pay, you can't pay a superstar athlete what they're, the what they're actually worth. Heck, I right. even if you take it to the NFL, I if Pat Mahomes, I'm just and I'm just based off of what he did this year. If his if his trajectory keeps going up and up and up, he's probably going to be in that two hundred million dollar range, and you can't pay him enough for what if he's giving you forty five to fifty touchdowns, five to ten interceptions a year. 4,500, 5,000 yards. You can't pay him enough to to be the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, and you can't. I mean, right. there's he should really probably be making 300 million, but with with the, even without without a salary cap, and that's still pennies. I mean, and we don't even want to get into college sports. We already know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Bryce Harper out there making an annual house and income every time he steps to the plate. In the next few years. <laughs> All right, so let's let's uh, um, y'all know the drill, and I know we got some people waiting on the line right now. But um, you guys, if you want to rap to us, make sure you call in two three four one zero 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 one two. Just press one when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press one if you want to talk. We'll get to the phone lines in just a minute. Um, but we're gonna talk about. Uh, what happened while you cats were on the grind? As a matter of fact, let's let's take let's go line before we talk about uh, what happened this week while you were on the grind. We got Rob calling in uh, from out in Cali. Rob, what's going on, good brother? How are you? Wait, can y'all hear me? We can hear you. Hello, Rob, my favorite. Oh, troll. what's up, man? What's up? What's up, Mr. Fred? Yo, it's your boy Rob, aka Ladies Call Me Slip and Slide. Because I never no. get caught. Your boy, boy Rob, a.k.a. the cat burglar. Your boy Rob, a.k.a. Yo, yo, get ready to vote um, 2020. You know what I'm saying? Hindsight. What's good, man? How y'all doing? All right. I'm good, man. I'm still man? enjoying that. I'm still enjoying Super Bowl. That Super Bowl win, man. It's all good, though. I, I, I'm, okay? still okay? I'm still enjoying it, too. I'm still enjoying it, too. We beat the Patriots. I'm still enjoying it. You kidding me? <laughs> you know, you you and my auntie, I swear, man, you and my auntie, y'all, both of y'all, just, oh man. But anyways, man, I feel I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Okay, first things first, let's talk about. No, no, first thing first, I just want to let, let let Tobias know. Yo, listen, immigrants. No, actually, I'm gonna ask Deb. Deb, do you feel your job is going to be be taken by an immigrant? No. 
Fred, I don't, I don't fear that take at all. Exactly. exactly. Nah. So, so, so Tobias, uh, enough of that xenophobic stuff you get from Boyce Watkins and Claude Anderson. You know what I'm saying? Yo, immigrants ain't taking your say? jobs. You know what I'm saying? What did he say? Huh? He said an immigrant was going to take his job. No, but he's implying no, nah, nah, but he's implying that um because Claude Anderson and Boyce Watkins they put they push a very uh xenophobic like black legal legal immigrant agenda in uh, in America. So, some some crazy stuff like that talking about we should focus and worry about African Americans and not the people in diaspora who who he says taking our jobs and it's just like well, that's not true. Like, I mean, for crying out loud, like, if you – I'm, I'm from California, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if y'all want to pick some strawberries, y'all can go out there and pick some strawberries because that's, that's the only job and document immigrants we're going to get in California. You know what I'm saying? Well, speaking of you know where you're from, uh, what's your thoughts on your Lakers, man? What's going on out there? It's kind of hard, man, because the real Laker fans ain't playing with LeBron's shit, man. Excuse my language. Apologize, but we ain't, we ain't pulling up with LeBron. We we ain't we ain't. It's just like you see you see. And I love the way how y'all laid it out. I love the way what Fred said. I love the way Tobias said because mm-hmm. us, our fan base people don't understand. Our fan base is about championships. It doesn't matter. That that's what people don't understand the undertones of like what Kobe said. What Kobe said about LeBron. He said. We don't hang conference bands. We ain't championship bands. Implying, dude, if you come in here, you better not play. If you either gonna come in here and, and smash some Kardashians and and get some yams, you know, yeah. or you gonna go, or you gonna go, or you gonna actually work on your craft and um and, and play ball. And L.A. love ballers. I mean, for crying out loud, we named a a, a restaurant after Paul Gasol. Like, come on now. Yeah, why y'all you do know, that? So, but um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, two championships, Dan. That's why we did that. Did you, did did y'all name a restaurant after Julius Irving? Sure didn't. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but y'all, sure y'all gave a statue of him. Yeah, yeah, but y'all yeah. got a statue. Yeah. Yeah, y'all got, no, 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 no. I mean, no, no. I mean, y'all got a statue of fictitious white man for no reason. But anyways, man, we, yo, we have a statue uh, of Doctor J. <laughs> So what are you saying? Dr. J had a statue a long time ago. Well, but, 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 but anyway, <laughs> speaking, of Philadelphia, speaking of Philadelphia, you know, shout out to Nick Foles, you know what I'm saying? Um, I appreciate, because I'm going to go back to basketball, shout out to Nick Foles. I appreciate um, everything he did for the organization. I understand yeah. why. You, you were one of those people he had to make a believer. And he, he, yeah, he, he why not? Philly hero now. Why not? Why not? No doubt. Why not? As long it, as he did it, he he did what he was supposed to do, and he made me look good was, in the process. Shout out to Nick, like you said. <laughs> it, he made the people know, who it, always yeah. believed in him look good. Shout out to Nick. Now he can go so somewhere else and be it? trash, and I won't even care. <laughs> no, I I I wish him much success. Hopefully in Jacksonville, not New York. New York don't deserve it. They deserve Eli. I understand what they – Oh, jeez. Nah, nah, because be the thing – Nah, because the, the state of the team is – and people understand how they say, 
all all we need is some cornerbacks and some wide receivers. The thing is, three are offense a lot. Two of them most likely will not be back during training camp uh, or during the start of the season next year. That's Ron Brooks and Jason Peters. Uh, Jason Kel- Kelsey might retire. So we got to replenish that offensive line, but don't even think about the running game. Think about playing Le'Veon Kelsey Bell. Had a, he had a, you know, he had sort of a rebirth because like four years ago, everybody was talking about how Jason Kelsey was washed. And then he comes back, you know, they win the Super Bowl, and then they're talking about how he's the best, most, most athletic center in the league again. So, you know, he got he, – he was reborn for a couple of seasons. So if he retire, it, it's probably um, – because at this point, he will probably just be living off a of reputation. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, yeah. If oh. he does, shout out to him. Oh, my shout, shout – by the way, shout out to Fred – you know, you, you 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 know, you know, we we battle, but we actually similar in, in some. We actually we on a couple things. You know what I'm saying? I do I I do I do want to say this for sure before before I go because I know you guys got other calls or stuff to get to. Uh, hello. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Hurry up. Go ahead, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Black folks, stop talking. I, I stop. Okay. I believe in reparations. I believe black folks should get reparations. Now, at the same, stop all solely focusing on one issue. We should present a a black agenda, a, black, a list of black a black a black agenda to people. We have mass incarceration that we need to talk about. The privatization of prisons that we have to deal with. You know, along along with the violent police force, we have also um, uh, healthcare. We have also uh, uh, getting small business loans and housing discrimination, we still have stuff to deal with. So if you call these politicians and these town hall meetings and stuff like that, can we? Can y'all focus? We need to focus on other issues than than oh, this person don't this person don't say reparations. Oh, then we're not we're not for that. Well, we're not for him or for her. No, you know, you got not you you have to present you have to present we have to present. Our idea. There's a book called The Covenant. It, it deals with, with the main core issues. Also, also public education in our communities. How you know? How can we 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 change that? Also, redistricting our communities, finding gentrification. You know, housing. That 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 stuff. Stop just going. He's politicians saying reparate. Oh, he ain't for reparations. He's gone. Come on, man. We have to stop. Uh, we have to stop being overly simplistic in our political woes. Okay, that's all I got. That that's all I gotta say. And, uh, and please don't vote uh, for Camilla that, Harris. That has been huh? your political PSA from Brother Rob. Rob, we'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. All right. I guess I guess he guess he up before. <laughs> yeah. He, hung up, Fred. Uh-huh. he dropped the mic. Got quiet on me. <laughs> All right, so real quick, man, uh, while y'all were on the grind, of course, it's brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are trying to read the same old sports books with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, uh, these GOAT debates, and all sorts of subjective information being passed off as facts, be sure to pick up your copy. Sports. Stay with me. Smart people only read the sports. That's called an acronym. Sports <laughs> and hip-hop culture will keep you on the edge of your seat and laughing Thank you watching a comedy special. So go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website. 
WarRoomSports.com. Wherever you do it, wherever you get it, just don't miss the movement of Sports the Book. And, of course, it is written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. So let's get into what's been going on this week. And, of course, in the news, we brought it up a little bit earlier. Fred was even asked a question on it earlier. Um, Robert Kraft. Owner of the Patriots, of course, he was in the news. We talked about it last week. Uh, he's he, he's he's involved in a prostitution ring, but he's he's pled not guilty to charges of soliciting prostitution. Um, I don't think Fred that they're trying to get him on some of the more serious charges. They're saying that there's a human trafficking situation. He was just there for the washy-washy. I don't think he had anything to do with him being trafficked. But I guess soliciting in that environment is sort of a serious crime as well. Um, He's pleading not guilty, even though they claim to have surveillance footage, um, traffic surveillance footage of Robert Kraft at this particular massage parlor where um, happy endings are the culture of the day. what are your thoughts on this, man? You guys just won another Super Bowl. This story comes out. It actually comes out that he was there the morning of the AFC championship game. I hope he washed his hands before he got that trophy and then passed it on to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when you saw this? Because, you know, this, this, I mean, for people who are just looking for reasons to hate the Patriots, you know, this, this is going to be the new one. What's this going to be? Uh, Coochie Gate? Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. What are gonna call I can't say the other word. B word. This was Washi Gate. What were your thoughts when you heard the owner was out there? Then, <laughs> man, I mean, you couldn't. You, I mean, I hate saying this, but you, you know, you couldn't call one of the interns and just say, "Look, drop the bag at <laughs> yeah. the door." You take the bag and then don't make this goes away. Fred out here I trying to get the no, dude wrapped up in the Me I mean, Too movement. He's gonna be the next. I mean, I'm just saying, like you couldn't. You could. I mean, all the women in the world. You 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 want to? I mean, you're a billionaire, dude. You can get anybody to do this, and you this is my decided question. to. You can't even recognize a a sketchy situation when you're in one. I mean, along those lines, along those spot. same lines, Fred. This is my question. Not even an intern. First of all, you're a billionaire. Why do you even have to leave your mansion, your estate, to go to some washy-washy where it costs $59 for half an hour, $79 for a whole hour? They said um, he comes in immediately asks for two girls, this thing, two girls, and then he gives them each like a $100 bill. Like, I know that rich men don't, you know, make and maintain their riches by giving away money and losing money. So I guess, you know, being full times is a part of the game. But you have to know, not even you have to know. I mean, you don't know that there's, there's an FBI sting going on in this place, but you just have to know you could get yourself into some trouble going to the, you know, yeah. neighborhood yeah. massage parlor for that kind of stuff. When even if you don't want people to know where you live, you can have people, you know, written in and get what those girls say, flewed in. You can have people flewed in <laughs> on your helicopter pad, blindfolded, 
whatever you have to do, but you got to be a little more high priced with your solicitation, Mr. Kraft, if this is what you choose to do. I mean, because I believe he's a single man, right? So, you know, he got the right yeah, his, to his do what he has to do. Years ago, so it's, this yeah, is, but this when, is you, crazy when you're on one, the man. illegal side of things, like it's a little easier to get caught when you're driving your uh, $300,000 Bentley up to the neighborhood massage parlor in Jupiter, Florida. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> you don't have to leave. My guy took I, in Red Sox practices, it, it spring training practices, came back up and said, yeah, I'm going to we're gonna make this happen. I mean, you, you couldn't wait till you got in the plane. You couldn't say, come, come get in the plane. We, we're thousands of miles in the air, and then we – no, no. But you know what, though? I mean, I think a reason why he's – against what we're talking about because according to these court documents even with the two women your man rob was in there 14 minutes in and out like man if i bring him to the, i mean even if you bring him to the house or you are a billionaire if you're done in 14 minutes all right my my, my driver will will take you home 14 minutes later and then they can I make mean, all the money but but you said the plane ride i can see that because you know if you're done in 14 you don't want to see him but then you know you stuck in the air, unless you yeah you going on a quick plane ride where you take off and land immediately. But so I can see that. But you know, bring him to the house, have your driver on standby. Fourteen minutes later, you know we're on our way back out the door. So he's 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 like I say, he's pleading not guilty. Um, he was charged with Films two counts lie, of soliciting prostitution. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, because the police says that they have surveillance video. Of all of his little sex acts during his two visits to the Orchids of Asia Day Spa in Jupiter, Florida, on January 19th and 20th. So whatever he did on the 19th, he did because he was back on the 20th. What's the number um, one crime? What's the number one rule about being a criminal? Never return to the scene of the crime. Never return I to mean, the scene of the crime. You can't find another. <laughs> one. I know you can find another one. You you jump from city to city. You got your own jet. Come on, man. You got to be smarter than this. But his lawyer says, we categorically deny that Mr. Kraft engaged in any illegal activity. So basically, Mr. Kraft is saying, F y'all. I don't care what you said. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. It wasn't me. He did it with the Eddie Murphy. It wasn't me. Wasn't me. It It says, um, because it is a judicial matter, we will not be commenting uh, any further. Wasn't me. Hey. This is the same guy that got the NFL to burn the Spygate tapes. So he like, look, <laughs> wasn't me. He he's asking the police commissioner right now, what? How much is it gonna take for y'all to burn those tapes like Spygate? Like, how much is it gonna cost? So I'm curious. If the stopwatch don't fit, then do you have to acquit? I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this place was a recommendation from Meek Mill or what. <laughs> They show Meek some of the finer things in life, and Meek show them some of the more ratchet things in life. I don't know if it's a trade-off, <laughs> but um, Robert Kraft, man, you got to do better, man. You really got to do better out here soliciting $59 prostitutes. you worth like $6.6 billion. All right, man. That, that's, that's news. Fred, like, look, man, we get rings and trophies. I don't care what these people do. <laughs> we get rings. I really don't. I don't care what my owner does. He he's earned it. He's earned it. <laughs> he gets rings and trophies. That's all you gotta say. Rings and trophies. Not even rings. Rings. All right. So I know you heard this news. <laughs> Some more news of the day. Jason Witten, 
will be leaving the Monday Night Football booth. Thank God. And returning you, Jesus. to the Dallas Cowboys for year 16 of his NFL career. Um, he's getting a one-year deal worth $3.5 million that can max out at $5 million, including his uh, bonuses and incentives. This is actually, I think this is a pretty big investment for the Cowboys at this point. A year out of football, and you think this guy is, is worth that? He was He was beyond trash in the booth. I guess now... Anything he does at this point in life is going to be better than the last year of his life. So the Cowboys are willing to take a flyer on that. But what does that say about the the tight ends that they already have on their roster, that they're willing to bring somebody who was already old and declining, who left football, retired, and now is coming back after a year of being out of the game a year, and they're still going to pay him three point five to $5 million dollars um, what does that say about the tight ends that that was on their roster? What does that say about what their evaluations are for the draft when there's this is a pretty good tight end class? I mean, I got about mm, four, what's that say about Jerry Jones? Guys that can be he can treat Dez like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can give you five six guys I'm willing to take right now. Uh, in day one or day two of the draft, and you bring this guy back. But, you know, he, the Cowboys are doing us a service because I had to watch Monday Night Football with no volume for a whole season. That's not fun. <laughs> the, Cowboys, the Cowboys just did the whole world a solid. This is the first time I'm ever happy with the Dallas Cowboys. You are absolutely right, Fred. Monday Night Football was a drag this year. This dude was terrible. <laughs> I mean, can we can we just? I mean, you could have got Gus Johnson. You could have said, "Hey, let's let's pull Gus Johnson from over there. Let's go pull Tony Romo, who is just great football every like." We're, I'm begging for Tony Romo every week. Can we just put every game Tony Romo cover every game? I know you're gonna be dead when you're done, but can you just do this every game, please? Because right. there needs to be more. And I think that's what everyone's searching for is they're looking for that next guy that's like Tony Romo where they can just break it down because Tony Romo can break it down to the point where you can know nothing and still sound like an expert if you quote him. He has quotables. So it's he's he's perfect. Yeah. Um here's the quote from Jason Witten. He says the fire inside of me to compete and play this game is just burning too strong. Um I can translate this for you as I go along. That means um, the 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 ratings and the the reviews came in from Monday Night Football, and they about to fire me. I can't do nothing else, so let me see if Jerry Jones can uh, take me back. Then he said, this team has a great group of rising young stars, and I want to help them make a run at a championship. Um, this part, he's saying, I got to say this, because everybody has to mention the word championship when they're, you know, trying to get on, get back onto a team. We know the Dallas Cowboys ain't going to ever win a championship. Then he said, this was completely my decision, and I'm very comfortable with it. I'm looking forward to getting back in the dirt. Um, what you did over the last season in the Monday night booth was very dirty. Um, you did us all dirty. But go ahead down there, get back in the dirt. Um, Skyview won in the, in the chat room. He said Jason Witten had no 
no business retiring in the first place. I, I kind of disagree. Um, I, I, I do Jason, too. I, yeah, I thought it was time. Jesus. He wasn't producing like the Jason Witten of old. So why didn't he have any business? He's, he played 16 games, had 63 receptions for 560 yards. Like that's not Hall of Fame J- Jason Witten right there because he will be a Hall of Famer. Um, I guess you got to push that back now, but he will be a Hall of Famer. But his last season in the league, you know, there was no injury. He played every game, started every game, and his production was damn near. You can't all separate time anymore. Left. Things change. I, I think he had every reason in the world to retire. Yep. Just, you know, yep. I just don't think Monday Night Football had every reason in the world to whatever audition he did, if they thought that was good enough for Monday Night Football, like, you know, they, you know, they need to reevaluate their scouting department. But, um, ESPN and the first, uh, they fell off. They really <laughs> fell off when they made that hire. And <laughs> the crazy thing is, a lot of fans, I, I read the comments. I like reading the comments I, for the trolls. I love the trolls. Uh, many of many fans. Oh, Booger McFarland's the problem. Like, what no, are you talking about? He was about? one of them, but he wasn't the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, he he belongs in college football, not the NFL game. I mean, <laughs> John Gruden was probably he was okay, he was good. At, I just hated the the whole idea of him not saying anything bad about anybody. But I mean, saying call it what it's called, spade a spade. But you know, I mean, I really I'm really interested to see who they're going to replace him with because their their talent base is they they don't have a lot of people that's really able to do that capture the game. Uh, but you know what, Fred? It's kind of like ever since maybe the three-man booth of uh, shoot, who was the booth? Um, trying to think of names without saying the wrong ones. Uh, when Frank Gifford was there, it was like Gifford. Uh-huh. Uh, was it Al Michaels? Was it Al Michaels, yeah. Gifford, and and uh. Deardorf. Like, that was a pretty good three-man booth, and it seems like Monday Night Football has been swinging and missing ever since. You had the Tony Kornheiser experience. You had the, uh, um, what was the comedian's name that they put up there? Like, they, they were going all in. Like, they have, all they've kinds. had a lot of different names, yeah. Yeah, so there, it's been a lot of swings and a lot of misses um, as far as Monday Night Booth. It seems like concerned. everybody else has is really doing much better than ESPN has been able to do with this Monday Night Football. I mean, whether it's Collinsworth and uh, and, and, Jim Na- and Jim Nance, uh, or I'm not sorry, I'm sorry, Al Michaels. And though, I mean, you have so many guys. I mean, I'm personally Gus Johnson's my guy. Um, right. You know, he, you, no one captures the the atmosphere and the actual game like. He's got running away from the cop speed, that, the best line ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gus is good for a scream. So, he's out there screaming on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, know, but yeah. I like they, Charles they put Davis. Dennis Miller in the booth. Like, why else? did they think we wanted three hours of comic relief during our football? Like, that's our football. Yeah. Time. Like, we didn't need Dennis Miller in the booth. Um, even though he's not a comedian by trade, Tony Kornheiser was damn near the same as Dennis Miller. Tony Kornheiser is very successful, you know, during his radio stint in, in Washington. And, of course, that led to uh, PTI and, and stuff like that. But Tony Kornheiser will go on his radio show every day um, prior to getting that job and tell you, uh, admit to you, that his old ass couldn't even stay up for Monday Night Football games. 
<laughs> like he never watched Monday night football games because he couldn't stay up to watch them. Then he didn't even fly. So, you know, he, they had, you know, you have this every once in a while, but you got somebody else that you got to, you know, lug around the country on a bus because he doesn't fly anywhere. So I'm like, that was a, that was a bad marriage from the start. But like you, I'm, I'm curious to see who they, um, you know, who they put in the booth from here on out. But uh, what else happened? Last thing that happened while you guys were on the grind this week, uh, my man, my man, 50 grand, man, one of my point guard idols growing up, Kenny Anderson, he suffered a stroke um, earlier this week. Uh, Kenny Anderson, I believe, is only about 48 years old. Um, I mean, these days we've seen so many things happen um, to so many different people. Age really doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, with some of the stuff that's happening to people, but yeah, he uh, uh, he suffered a stroke on Saturday. Um, the last that I heard that he was out of the hospital and recovering. So we just wanted to send a shout out and a get well soon wish uh, to my man Kenny G's. Used to have the best handle on the planet, especially when he was at Georgia Tech. But um, he he's currently the coach at Fisk University. So I guess really? he wow. you know. Yeah, so, you know, I guess their assistant will be taking over um, while Kenny heals. So, shout out to him. Prayers out to him. My man, Kenny G's. I know my man, PJ, uh, of War Room Sports. I know he's devastated. That was his man. Like, Kenny G, he used to go in the, the garage, practices dribbling uh, because of stuff he saw Kenny G's do over the weekend. <laughs> so, shout out to him. All right, so that's what happened this week, family. While y'all were on the grind, some quick birthday shout-outs. Um, Tayshawn Prince turns 39. Tayshawn getting old, 39 years old. Jamal Tinsley, uh, formerly of the Indiana Pacers, he turns 37. Eric Lindros, formerly of the Philadelphia Flyers, he turns 46. Antone Davis, an offensive lineman, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Anton was considered, was he considered a bust when he was with my Eagles? Anton was, he was a big deal when he got drafted by the Eagles. And I don't think he lived up to what he was supposed to be, but he turns 52 today. Shout out to him. The great Adrian Dantley is 64 years old. Uh, Super Bowl winning coach Brian Billick turns 65. And Mario Andretti, the speed demon, he is 79 years old today. So we'd like to give all of these people a nice big war room salute on their birthdays. Shout out to you guys and many, many more. All right. Oh, I got to give them, I got to give them a, a special ed though. Yeah, you got to give them, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Give them a special ed. You can't do it without giving them a special ed. All right. So before we go into our next segment, before we talk some b-ball, we got the homie Nige on the line, calling in from GA. Nige, what's going on, man? Long time. Yeah, man. I've been working all that overtime because of them damn Super Bowl and playoff losses, man. It hurts. <laughs> no, <laughs> no doubt. Super Bowl Sunday. On? Still no still no Chick-fil-A at the stadium, man. Come on. <laughs> we got to do man. that. Y'all know we do college ball down here. So, you know, Saturdays <laughs> at Chick-fil-A be popping. You know, man, yeah, I, mean, I, know, I just feel sorry for the NFL fans unless it's, you know, the Monday night game or, you know, something special Thursday <laughs> night game. Oh, man. You, hey, you know the your... brand is strong where you can just say, we don't want to get money that day. 
the brand is strong. Right. Shout out to Dave exactly. Houston, bro. You know what I mean? And they don't like they well, don't bend good. off of that at all. But what's up, man? Ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing, man. I'm sitting here cooling, watching this this Robert Kraft stuff. Like the way that this stuff is covered, and the way that people speak about ownership and what. Well, Mr. Kraft. Wait, wait a minute, you talking about Bob? All this Mr. Kraft <laughs> and stuff. Like we talking about nobility and all of that. Like, nah, this is a rich dude who probably been getting off on that move for a long time. Like, if you're not a football fan, you ain't going to recognize that dude. So he go in there and act like he's just a normal banker or something. You know what I mean? And and, and do yeah. his thing. So if, if a stain on the shield is a stain on the shield, I want him suspended, fined, and talk real bad about in the press. And I ain't kidding. <laughs> no, so no. I'm, I'm upset. Just like they would do if it was a player. So, um, All right. Yeah, but I'm actually yeah, in agreement he, with you, and I'm the resident Patriot fan, so don't feel bad yeah. about it. I mean, he he should. I mean, do something. And we got B Austin in the house. B, what up, man? Double <laughs> standards, triple standards, quadruple <laughs> standards, baby. <laughs> triple way. Hey, hey, Naj, what, what's your thoughts on uh, all of this this stuff coming out of Lakerland, man? Because we're about to oh, talk about that. What's your thoughts on Laker land? Glad you asked me that. Okay. The the thing about the Lakers is, uh, yeah, your boy was shopping all of them for Anthony Davis, as you should, (laughs) because it's Anthony Davis. The problem is LeBron, as we all have documented for for years, is a passive-aggressive dude. So a passive-aggressive dude who tries to fix something, they think they can overcompensate something by, you know, by buying dinners, uh, taking everybody out, and whatever. But if people don't open up from them spending bread and stuff like that, then the passive-aggressive person closes up and starts lashing out. So now he's basically like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not kissing your ass anymore. It is what it is. And he's treating the young boys kind of bad. Now, um, you know, there is something to be said about them being pros and kind of having to get over it. But at the same time, these are people, man. So, hey, man, you tried to trade me, dude. You can't keep saying nah, family hey, and all this I, other stuff. And that's, nah, and that's nah, what I was saying. Oh, oh, go ahead, B. Go ahead. Oh, well, B, I, I, hold on. I want hold you. Up, hold up. Mm-hmm. Hold up, B, because I know you. we about to go in on this topic anyway, so I might as well real quick, real quick, before y'all do that. Um, just want to let everybody know, NBA Rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, you can get dynamic, professional, and affordable custom website solutions from Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices and financing options are available. So visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that War Room Sports sent you. All right, everybody, let's go in. <laughs> go ahead, B. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we got to pay some bills, so I can appreciate that. Um, listen, the problem, the problem here, some of the character flaws that we noted in Raymond James are now (laughs) being called to task and called to light. Why? Because winning is a cure-all. And for the first time in a long time, he's in a position where maybe first time ever where winning is not really guaranteed. And the the other big big problem that I, I definitely want to hear from the resident Laker fan, Nas, 
a lot of the things that LeBron is calling these dudes out for, when you give absolutely no defensive effort, which in a lot of cases, in a lot of games, that is what I see from LeBron. You can't dare call these young dudes out when you don't lead by example. So, sure, he's going to get his 30 a game. He's going to get his 11 assists. He's going to get his 10 rebounds still because as we as older gods know and understand, offensive basketball is a skill-based thing. And if you're highly skilled, you're always going to be able to get your numbers. Defense is about athleticism and effort. And it hurts to play D when you're 17 years in in the league, but you can't call others out when you're not giving the effort. And you can't be the best player in the world when on the defensive side of the ball you're decrepit. And that's the same standard we hold James Harden to and why he can't be the best player in the world, you know, notwithstanding the problem. So talk to me about that, man. What's up with you, man? I got a good point on that. I'm going to wait my turn. I got a good one on that. Well, let me read some of his some of his his latest comments that's been sparking all of these conversations because <clears throat> from what I saw like all week um all the talking heads all the pundits it's been a, a commentary on LeBron's leadership skills or for some people they think a lack thereof now after a second embarrassing loss you know they lost to the to the Grizzlies after they lost to the Pelicans um, LeBron came out and said at this point If you're still allowing distractions To affect the way you play Then this is the wrong franchise to be a part of And you should just come in and say I can't do this Like seriously if you're distracted by playoff pushes And all the stuff we've been talking about this year <laughs> Then he said whatever He said just come and do your job uh, We'll do our job at a high level And that's not a distraction That's what you want Every game you want to feel like you're fighting for something And then this is Kind of what Nigel was saying earlier, this is when the passive-aggressive stuff comes in. He starts taking subliminals at the rest of his teammates. But it's not just about a playoff push, though. Like, you can't just like, – like you said, you can't just be a part of trying to trade the whole team away to get a, another one of your buddies on the squad and then tell them that they're distracted about a playoff push. Um, this team was well implanted into the playoff race before LeBron got hurt. That seems to be the part that a lot of people aren't talking about this season. It's like, you know, you went out with the the longest injury of your career. Um, So we can't just come back, um, like B said, give a little bit of effort on the defensive end and then call everybody else out for what's going on, saying that we're not winning because these guys are distracted. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. He's definitely throwing these dudes under the bus. We got to add the quote – Right, but the quote, the question on that quote is the is the problem for me though, because the the guy specifically asked about distractions, and then he went to if somebody was distracted. But if you leave it alone, it makes LeBron look like a crazy dude. So the question was a part of that one. But to your point earlier about defense, yeah. we saw this in in the late stages of Kobe. This is a yeah. leg game now, as far as the NBA. There's so much running involved, so much movement involved that as you get older. Uh, it ain't necessarily effort. It's where that effort's going to be. So if you still want to put up numbers, you're not going to be that dogged defender. Remember Kobe was jumping past the lane because he couldn't guard anybody no more? Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. where LeBron is right now. On the wing, he cannot guard, you know, a quality wing in the NBA 
uh, consistently anymore. So he's going to be, you know, jumping in lanes, trying to take charges and doing all that other stuff. But he, he can't guard to that. LeBron is best Maybe third catching now. LeBron really down there trying to wait for rebounds before the shot even goes up, though. Yeah, oh, yo, what are you doing? Serve now guarding, guarding fours, but they don't have the, you know, the the real, they don't have a lineup to really roll him out as the four consistently. So he's going to be out there, you know, trying to guard air and getting drugs sometimes because he can't guard, man. And this is what happens as you get older. Because, like I said, this is a late I mean, plus, to see Paul Most of George the fours in this field, league now are out on the perimeter anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not as quick as the twos and threes, so he can stay with them. But when you put one of them twos and threes, man, look. <laughs> I saw and one mixtape time. LeBron looked like barbecue chicken to to good wings now. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just the real. He ain't giving you thirty points. Like if he concentrates on guarding, he ain't giving you thirty because it ain't that much yeah. in the tank no more. LeBron don't Shoot. LeBron don't well never mind when you say like, that. Even in LeBron's prime, like he wasn't the he, he seemed he to be able to get scared. And and I mean he he had a stretch. He had maybe a three year stretch where he was a great defender. But that was I think he was just trying to prove that. Once you prove it, you know you're gonna get a few more defensive teams just off of just off of uh, reputation. But now it's got you know the last few years it's gotten so bad that his rep isn't even you know getting him on those teams anymore. I think Kobe's rep probably got him on those teams a little longer. Supposed to, <laughs> but with LeBron, yeah, they're like, he, right, he was yeah, fast. Yeah, <laughs> but with LeBron, like they didn't even fall for that. They're like, all right, you ain't playing with me. We're not putting you on these teams. But no, it, this whole thing, this whole saga, has been crazy because if, if you look at it from that, from one perspective, like at some point, it these is guys it. do have to get over it. They have to get over it if you know we tried to chop you, um, yeah. and just play. But I haven't seen a lot from these guys that are saying that they're not just playing. It's just that they can't get everybody on this team to play well at the same time and on a consistent basis. And if LeBron James is not 100%, because even, you know, the guys that that we that we deem stands, they out here saying that he looks like he's 280 pounds and this and that. I kind of think that's an exaggeration. You know, Nick had to come up with something. Yeah. But, um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's the truth because I always thought LeBron was way more than 260. Anyway, I always thought they were yeah, just keeping he, that yeah. there just for the, yeah. So, but you but, know, okay, you know let's go back to the beginning of the season. He was getting crossed up then, so it ain't a weight issue. It's a, he can't defend like that no right. more. Sorry, he can't, yeah, right. he's he can't move laterally like he used to. Yeah. And even yeah. I mean, and you know, as big of a LeBron guy as I was, I even I'm willing to admit. I mean, LeBron is not he's. He's taken us. He's lost a step. It is what it is. Every athlete does. No, I mean, and you're in what year sixteen? You, you expect yeah. that from everybody. But the only thing is, LeBron has never shown us this before. You know, he's never even gotten injured before. So, eight, but you know what? He can also take a little foot off. He can take his foot off the gas though, because you had either Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, or somebody. Yeah, that can kind of yeah. take the load off. Now you see what LeBron. This is he's having to go back and turn the clock back, and be LeBron from Cleveland the first time when the best guy he had was Larry Hughes. Yeah, but he can't do that. Like, yeah, you can't. Sixteen do that. years in, he can't. With the he can't be that guy. Mileage it's not, that he it's has on his leg, he can't do that. He can't yeah. do that. And this is where, and, 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 too, though, oh, and it's not that 
not getting his numbers. So it sounds weird that we're talking about Plan B. But you know, we, we we've talked all of his career about improving his post game to the point where when he did slow a little bit, he would just be able to bludgeon people in the post. And he he still doesn't necessarily have that. But but this is funny though. This has always been LeBron. Like even when you're saying LeBron, well, now we're kind of hinting he's on his downside. He can still go out there and get you twenty-seven, nine, and eight every damn night. It's, it's, it's but crazy. you know what? He's still a top he's, five player in the NBA. But I mean, the criticism yeah, is legit. Yeah. Sorry, man. But you nah, know, it, 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 it's not, funny. It's, it's funny because if to to your point, Dev, and I always bring this up, and I probably will never stop. Why? Because the LeBron at in year seventeen hasn't developed it, so it's not going to happen. All LeBron needed was one, two post moves and two counters, and he would have been such a dynamo. Like, when when we remember that in in the finals last year, he still refused to post up Steph Curry or couldn't post. Like, come on, man. Come on. Like, that's ridiculous. At this stage of the career, that would have helped well, it's, him it's so coming. It's coming, B, and I, I just want to warn you, He's going to do a lot of crying when he moves to that post and thinks he's getting fouled every two minutes. Like, boy, the crying that's coming. But it, it's coming. Not by, I don't not think by he choice, has the footwork for it. Oh, it's coming, but, brother. Nige, it ain't just, by choice. Nige, you just snuck something in there. There was going to be my next question in there. I mean, my next question anyway. You said he's still a top five player. I was about to ask you guys. Is LeBron James still the best player in the NBA? Because that's been a conversation where people have seemed seemingly been speaking candidly about that. Um, you know, for a lot of people, this is a year-to-year thing. Even though you know there's people, especially even at his position, is having a better year, you have to factor in the fact that this is year 16, so you might not expect it to go up anymore. It might, you know, the trajectory might be down from now on. So is there anybody here out of the four of us who still thinks that LeBron James is the best player in the NBA? Yeah, I, I do. And I'm the biggest I'm the biggest hater there I, is. I, but I'm, a, I'm going to say that yeah, that's the surprising answer right there. I was waiting for nah, Fred. Nah, like, yeah, if, you check my, if, if you check my track record, I've always kept it real. Like even with everything I see about him, I, I still recognize and acknowledge the talent and where he ranks. Like, even right now, if you have a fully healthy LeBron and you put him on a squad and give him shooter, if he had – if the Lakers were built like a normal LeBron team and they had the shooters to that he needed, we, we still would – he would be able to hide the fact that he doesn't play D and that he's not – He's 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 aging. Like I still I I still won't say he's not the best okay, player in the world. Man. But but you know, but you're still talking but about you just saw, you building saw a team so you can hide, you know, some of LeBron's new deficiencies. Like, can you really say at this moment when Kevin Durant is actually playing the best defense we've ever seen play in the last couple of years, like can we really still say that he's better than that dude? And you know I don't want to hey, get man, TV props. It, it's just like was, Mike when he, he was, was calling for Scotty on that last three-peat. Uh, when they had a tough wing or a tough point guard, Mike, hey, Scotty, Scotty, 
got it. You got Black. it. You know, like, you got to do certain things as you age. But look, I, I, I'll put yeah. context on this. If you give a LeBron a playoff series where he gets more rest and you're dealing with a fully rested LeBron, yes, he's the best player in the league at that point. But dealing with the that, marathon that's that what I'm saying. is month to month, then during the season, yeah. to be honest, and these other guys pass him up because he can't do that every night like he used to, like they do now. That's what this, this is yeah. where my head is. This is where my head is. I'm thinking, like, you look, you watch the NBA night after night, and you kind of – you know, you see people and you're like, damn, these dudes probably better than LeBron right now. But being the best player in the league for so long, I'm not ready to just take that from him before a whole season goes by. Like, you know, you, you guys have to – usually I would make those dudes prove it for more than one season. But the, mm-hmm. the only reason I'm thinking at least the whole season has to go by before I make that jump is because, like I said earlier, he is in year 16. So if if a whole season goes by and I think a couple of guys pass him by, I don't really think LeBron's going to stay any better the next year unless he gets himself an Anthony Davis or a Kawhi Leonard and that just re-energizes him. But oh, it, oh, yeah. it's kind of oh, like a shrimp food. Right? Yeah, it's like because <laughs> I'm seeing people and I'm like, ah, oh, he's probably LeBron right now. But I'm not ready to be a prisoner of the moment either. I, gotta, I didn't want to do it. You got to give that man. But think about it. We have to throw qualifiers on it to make that statement. Normally, you don't have no, to throw that's, qualifiers that's, on it to make the statement. So Everybody you know. is. Because I'm like, oh, because he's held it for so long, I got to give him the benefit. And B talking about, um, well, if you, if you get to like, we're saying all kinds of stuff to keep him up there. Um yeah, it's weird. And you guys, like you guys know, I'm I'm probably the biggest LeBron dude you guys know. And I'm I'm going to tell you, you know, LeBron, I I said it, what, about a month ago. I said, right before the All-Star break, I said, I'm, I don't want to do this, but KD's the best player in the league. It's just, and I hate doing it. But, you know, at some point, somebody's going to take it at some point. Um, I kind of wanted to say it out to the finals last year. Fred, I hate that if it's anybody that it has to be KD after he even went and joined the Warriors. Yeah, you had to go join the best team in the, the <laughs> but league. You, make but you got to. But we, but then LeBron we did. LeBron had this. to join up with other players to make that make that claim that he was the best player in the league too. So I mean, hey, it's, it's kind of a, nobody who we would try to name as LeBron could do what he did last year in taking that team to a final. Like no, all oh, the yeah, guys were naming. The, the peak of their career is still nowhere near the peak of what he was at his best. And we're just talking about oh, just course. last year. So, again, you get this dude rested yeah. with a, you know, complimentary player with him, and I ain't talking about, you know, no all-star. I'm talking about Hall of Fame guy like Anthony. I, then I still think it's a West. problem again. Yeah. I think the West is a different beast, though, man. Like yeah. the best yeah. you I had mean, to it's offer. It's funny game. The East, you can just you run to the East. As, as Joel would say, he owns real estate in Toronto's head, and that was the best you had to offer in the East. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask Naj and I'm going to ask Fred this, because we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, um, and you guys weren't here. I mean, this is it's pretty obvious, unless the, the voters are totally biased, that LeBron is not going to, you know, for the first time since like 07, 08, he's not going to be first team all NBA. And then you factor in the 18 games that he missed, it's actually hard to put him there regardless. Um, I think that'll probably be at forwards, Giannis and, and Paul George. 
But there's also an argument for second team. Do you think? Do you guys think LeBron will will get second team All NBA this season? Because yeah, you have to remember, second team, anywhere between the first and second team, here's the four guys that I'm thinking could take LeBron's place unless the voters are like, come on, this is LeBron. But you got Giannis, you got Paul George, you got Kevin Durant, and you got Kawhi. Oh, could, could LeBron maybe sneak in over Kawhi for that second team? I think LeBron might get pushed down to third team. No, oh, I think that's second tough, team. And, and I don't think it's yeah. a gift. I think he's earned second team. Uh, what they were before the injury as far as record and how he's performed all season, I, I think he is second team all NBA. I, I wouldn't so it kind of shows you his worth with him being there versus him not being there. But, it, I mean, compare that to Kawhi, though, because if he does, Team, I'm assuming that that's the guy that you're going to. Kawhi's, Kawhi's missed more games than he has. They manage, you know, the, the load management thing more than him. Yeah. And if you look and at the more numbers and you look at what he's gone. done, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Toronto didn't fall apart yeah. when Kawhi did. So, so second team for you. What about you? Yeah. I think he, if he makes the playoffs, he gets that second team, but. Me personally, that's that's pretty much the qualifier to get that because he would have earned it at that point. But there's other players that are, and it, it stinks that it, that you have to really say. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> it sucks that you have to get you have to put that in there, but you know you yeah. have other players all that are. Sorry, Brian. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and Braun's my guy. I mean, Braun, he's my guy. He's been my guy since he got in the league. But, I mean, if you yeah, want to, if you really want to keep it 100, I mean, that it has to be that way. Should have stayed in Miami. All right. Leave it that way. Well, I, I got one more question for Nas before we, because we're about to get out of here in a minute ourselves. Um, you down in GA. Trey Young. <laughs> what's, like, what's, it, what's, what's the talk about him down there? Because were a lot of people quick to judgment when he came into the league on a little bit of a struggle. That young man's been balling recently. What are people down there saying about him? Everybody recognizes that he, he has superstar ability and could be a superstar, but they, they've mm-hmm. handled it well, man. They played him slow. Uh, they made mm-hmm. him split time with Jeremy Lin uh, before they finally bought him out, and that didn't beat on the young dude's body. But overall, man, it's just the hysteria of Luca, which goes into some Larry Bird, right. Hope Wish type stuff. Because Luca is dope. Right. Luca's Luca's really, really good. But the way people talk about Luca for shooting contested stepbacks, I'm sitting here like, whoa! Have y'all watched Trey? Like Trey's really good. <laughs> I'm about to say, I would take Trey young? in an extra. No, I'm just saying I, I would take Trey in an extra lotto pick over Luca. Not because I'm I'm trying to ish on Luca because I think Luca's an all star. But unless it's a yeah. LeBron or something like that, give me an All Star and a and a Lotto pick over anybody, just about. Unless you're talking about HOF. But so Trey Young's I good, like, man. Now he's getting. The I like Trey. I like Trey. I don't see superstar. I see. I see star. I definitely see star, but I don't see superstar. Oh, man, he could be the next little dude. Be last fifteen games, thirty and eight, twenty-six and eight, and these are assists, of course, twenty-three. 29, 27 and 8, 10 and 10, 19 and 5, 20 and 11, 13 and 7, 22 and 16, 
16 and 11, 30 and 10, 23 and 8, 36 and 8, 36 and 10. That's a hell of a rookie yeah. year, man. So, so that's once again, once he started producing out of your rookie year. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's solid. Hey, well, I, can I add something? I, was, I, I know this takes us back, but can I add one more thing? The New Orleans Pelicans will regret not trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers. When you got an NBA team over a barrel and you can ask for anything you want, that's when you get all the draft picks, all their young players, and you load up. You don't know if LeBron and gets are injured in year three and those Laker picks turned into Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets pick. Like, when you got somebody over a barrel, you take mm-hmm. everything. So when Danny Ainge walks into your office this summer or gets on that phone and tells you, eh, everything but Tatum, uh, you reap what you sow. So the Pelicans are a badly run organization who fired the man exactly. who they had handling the biggest trade they ever done. And now you want to say that. they're going to fumble it's clear. this trade. It's clear that they already regret it because Dell Dents no longer has a job. And I'm, I'm. We've been wondering, Nigel, over the couple last couple of weeks, like, is Greg Popovich going to give this man a job somewhere in San Antonio? Because he was the main one telling, like, he actually <laughs> called him on the phone and said, "Do not deal with the Lakers. Don't make them better." Blah blah blah. I don't know if that's what made him listen, but he went out of his way seemingly to clown the Lakers when he never had any intentions on making a deal, and he ended up clowning himself because now he doesn't have a job. But nah, you had all you know, the we leverage, always appreciate man, you go, man. man. No doubt. Up, no you doubt. have a good one. I'm going to hang back and listen. All right, no doubt. No doubt, Nas. We appreciate you. Yeah, Dell Demps really played himself in, in that instance, man. All right, so, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, my, my LeBron, is he still the best player in the league? Commented with because, I mean, my question, because I, I expected to hear some different things, especially from you, B. I thought you. Maybe couldn't wait till somebody was better than Ron. <laughs> and there's a, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, even big LeBron fans are like basically coming to grips with what they see as a fact. Like, he's no longer the, the best player in the league. Let's move on. No shame in that at year 16. You know what I'm saying? There's no shame in that. for you to be able to hold it until your 16th year because a lot of people, even you know, the people that had a single hold on the game doesn't they don't hold on to that until year sixteen. Kobe definitely didn't, but that's because LeBron was in um so he had some different circumstances. Uh we mentioned this earlier. B, I don't know if you saw, man, your man Dwayne Wade, he dug in the crates last night, man. Took it back. Twenty five points off the bench, hit a one legged three pointer at the buzzer to beat the Warriors, man. And and it just made when I watch, because I didn't see that game live, I watched the highlight package this morning, and I'm sitting here finding myself like, like eyes welling up a little bit, because you you see performances like you realize that another great is about the role. When you love this game the way that we do, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I always say, so many people spend. A lot of these players, they spend their whole career hating and all of that and not appreciating the greatness that they see. When this happens, you know, I know they probably ended up, they end up feeling some type of way. Maybe not the day that he leaves, but, you know, a lot of people, when, when players, they just leave. In a couple of years, you feel the sting of that. You miss seeing them dudes on the court. I'm um, not with Kobe Bryant now to this day. I never, I didn't yeah, know you. Kobe. Yeah, I appreciate Kobe. him. And yeah. I was like, dang it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell I, you, I definitely, speak for me, I'll I speak for me, I'll speak for B, I'll speak for most of the people from Philadelphia who grew up at a time when Larry Bird was in the league. We were bred. We were like, we, we're from, you have to hate Larry Bird or, you know, you're going to run out of town. <laughs> no matter how young you are. We were young at the time, but we spent our whole young lives hating on this man. I mean, he, he played for the rival team. You kind of had to, but even after it was all said and done, like people still refuse to give this man his props. And then you go back and you look at the Larry Bird highlight reel and you're like, God damn, I wish I could still watch this dude play. <laughs> it's 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 like that, man. And you know, my bad, B. I ain't got all nostalgic on you. What are you about to say, man? Uh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, too much marijuana. Um, yo, <laughs> true. Salute to salute to Dwayne Wade. I mean, I, I definitely um for him. I appreciated his game. I enjoyed watching him, especially, uh, you know, I can recall that series where Shaq was a hanger on her and they were giving Shaq too much credit and was really, uh, was really, uh, so I'm, so I'm not the only one in that, on that train. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Dwayne Wade did that. Shaq was just there. No, eating no, French no, fries. no, friend. I've, I've always believed that. What I saw you doing in that post that I had to say something about, you were just totally crapping on Shaq, like like he wasn't like like B. You, what you have to realize as well, you know, B thinks Shaq, as great as he was, is one of the biggest underachievers ever because of what yeah, he yeah. could have been that side. Shaq, so Shaq, no, I just Shaq he was taking it a little too far. Dwayne Wade definitely, you know, was the did did Shaq would have he didn't do that to the final. If Shaq would have lived to his potential, we would have been talking about him in the same sentence with Wilt. And some people do. But Shaq was, you know, but this is about Dwayne Wade. I really I really appreciate I really appreciate his game. The little bit that, that kinda hurt that kinda hurt for me was um the thing that hurt me is I I, I look at the rankings of of two guards and there's Mike unequivocally by himself. Then there's uh then there's Kobe. Then they slight AI for Dwayne Wade, and I think AI is the third greatest two guard ever. And so I I I end up discounting Dwayne Wade a little more than I should. But he was a great man, and I really enjoyed seeing him play. So it was nice to see him get off last night, right. probably for the last we, time. So. We got a roll, but. This this spans even past these type of dudes, man. Seeing a couple in the, in the All Star game, man, I'm like, damn, Dirk about to be out. Um, shoot, Vince Carter. As much criticism as we've given him over the years, man, you think back to when that dude was unreal with the stuff he was Yo. doing. Yo, we about to get real we nostalgic. Were we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta push this to next week. So thank you, brother. We were immature. in the war room. Shout out. Everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, the War Room Sports, Game Time, and the group me at, and all the callers who called in to holler at us. Thank you, Fred, for joining us, you know, to help us uh, fly this bird this week. Everybody tune in next week, live right here on demand to catch you up on everything happening in the NBA and everything else around the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy this next week. We'll see you next week.
and be sure to catch our conversations on Twitter, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportstobook.com and warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't forget the equity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.